the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm Bud Elliott, and this is my college football summer school series on Cover 3. I bring on the team experts from the 24-7 sports staff and ask them the questions I care about. No fluff. Which players will be toughest to replace? What position groups are sneakily better or worse than I realize? We get you the scoop on each team in 20 minutes or less. Let's go. Hey, guys. Bud Elliott here back again on Cover 3. This is my summer school series. I'm talking North Carolina, and for my money, and judging by their numbers, everybody's money, the only place to go for North Carolina coverage is inside Carolina. Just the best team site, regardless of team, in the industry. And I got my man Adam Smith here, covers Carolina. Adam, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, bud. It's good to be with you. Comes highly recommended from Chip Patterson. I, I was like, dude, oh my I, goodness, I, we, we had not met before, and, and and Chip, he's like, man, this guy, this guy's a stud. It's like, all right, let's- that's uh, that's my guy from way back. I mean, going to show my age if I said how long you know how long I've been mixing it. Trading some elbows with Chip. A little pickup basketball every now and then. Does Chip got game? Chip is feisty. Um, you know, uh, he's a good energy guy. Um, you know, he has a lot of good team spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chip's going to hurt you. Um, you know, Blue he's guy? a good guy to have on the team. Okay. I, I like that. If this gets back to Chip. We're keeping this in for sure. Uh <laughs> Hell, Jordan may clip this as soon as we get off the air and, and, and send it to him on, on the group chat. Uh, that, is, that is some kind words about Chip there. Uh, North Carolina, some good things to say about last year and, and some kind of disappointing things. They, they went 9-5. and five. Uh, Power ratings had them somewhere you know, in the 40s or, or, or the 50s, which when you have Drake May, uh, kind of don't want to have single-score wins against two Sunbelt teams and, and lose at home to Georgia Tech and, and to an NC State team that you know had an offense that was kind of falling apart at, what was it like to cover this squad? Like, did you leave the press box kind of wanting more? Like, how how are they doing this? It was a uh, it was a tightrope act for a long time. You know, they started nine and one, and yeah, everything was just dramatic. You know, like they they made everything interesting. I mean, I don't know if I'm dating myself, but it's like a Pepto Bismol moment just waiting to happen all the time. You know, like it, yeah, like you said, regardless if it was Georgia State or App State. 
or, you know, Pitt or Miami or whoever. I mean, they played a classic game with Duke. You know, it was not a basketball matchup. They played a classic game with Duke where Drake may pulled a rabbit out of his hat at the very end with, with Josh Downs and Antoine Green, uh, you know, holding on by the, the their fingernails to win that game. But, yeah, it was – it's interesting that you asked that because, you know, you could look at it several different ways. They won nine games. They started nine and one. They already had the Coastal Division wrapped up by the, by the second weekend in November. Um, and then they lose their final four games. They lose to Georgia Tech in, in a debacle. They were up 17 nothing in Chapel Hill. And they just – you know, Georgia Tech was down to their third, fourth-string quarterbacks. And then they lose a rivalry game to NC State around Thanksgiving, lose the Clemson ACC Championship game, Oregon in the Holiday Bowl. So it was sort of a, a clunking ending to a season where you could have won 10 or 11 games maybe. I mean, it was it was very interesting to watch, and and the split is between their offense and defense was, was one of the largest in the country. They're almost like reverse Iowa, you know, like like a, a a top fifteen, top ten type offense, and just you know, last year there was hope about the defense, and it went from one hundred and twelfth all the way to one hundred and fifth. So basically, like no material improvement uh, in in terms of what the stat sheet picked up. But we'll start with the positive. Let, let's start. I mean, Drake I May use reverse Iowa. That was pretty good. Yeah. Like, I, I'm trying to rack my brain, like which teams are like. like I mean, Iowa was clearly the one with amazing. Like, Iowa was like good. 118th on defense and second on offense. Like, <laughs> or uh, excuse me, reverse that. But right. yeah, reverse it. Uh, it was. Yeah, they're they're kind of amazing. Um, is Drake May the best player in uh, in North Carolina history if he goes out and puts up another season like that? Oh my God! Uh, what would Charlie Choo Choo Justice say about this? Um, <laughs> There's a statue of that guy out front of the Keenan Football Center every time you walk in, uh, choo-choo justice. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, modern history, you know, I mean, it, it's interesting with the season that they had last year, uh, everything, you know, you know how it is when you're you're writing these things or you're producing this content, you're, you know, the, for the first time since, and you always had a year. Well, with the year they had last year, it always went back to 1980 with UNC, which was the LT, prime mm-hmm. LT situation in Chapel Hill. Um, they were trying to win their first ACC football championship since LT's day. So um, I don't know. I don't want any of these people coming after me, but my goodness. I mean, the numbers, obviously the numbers. I mean, we could sit here and do this for the rest of the afternoon on the numbers. But, uh, you know, I think it was something like he's one of six quarterbacks ever to like throw for 3,500 and and run for 700 or something like that. And everyone, like four of the other six all won the Heisman Trophy. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can pull it up here. I mean, you know, it's no, that, that, that'll, that'll work. Murray and, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, the guy's pretty dang good. Um, now I do think, uh, it will be interesting to see how this offense, which is, should be pretty high power looks without Josh Downs. Um, but they do have a lot of pieces. I mean, they haven't lost any running backs, not that they run the ball heavily, but they ran the ball heavily under Phil Longo. Um, and they have what I think pretty good, you know, stable of weapons at receiver. Some of the transfers they've gotten in, Tez Walker from Kent State, Nate McCollum from Georgia Tech should be pretty nasty. Um, and they have all the three tight ends back. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think, you know, it'll be interesting to see what in terms of production they Drake does put up, what they ask him to put up, because he was obviously <laughs> shouldering a pretty big load last year. I, I wanted to ask you about that. So they 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 do lose. Uh, Wisconsin has the Dairy Raid experience <laughs> now with, with, with Phil Longo, which is kind of a cool name. And uh, that is all. Yeah. 
Chip, Chip Lindsay comes into town and what, what, how do you think this thing will look different? Obviously, like, Longo's pretty unique, so it's going to look different, but how do you think the Lindsay right. offense will look? I assume a little bit less tempo, right, to start? Yeah, and by all accounts, I mean, you know how it is. You, you, I mean, you've done this forever. You know how every every you hear this time of year in the summer what every coach wants, you know, this team or this offense to become, these these stated goals. And then you get punched in the mouth in September and it's, the goals fly out the window and – like Jake Drake throw the ball 55 times and win this one for us, buddy. But yeah, I, I think that they want to, this is what they say. They want to put more emphasis on running ball, which makes sense, you know, and, and maybe controlling the game a little more, shortening the game a little more. Uh, Drake may led UNC in rushing last year. Um, he didn't just throw for 4,000 yards. He, he led them in rushing. Um, so I think that, that, and, this might be getting into the weeds too much, but yeah, with with Phil Longo and Jack Bicknell, the offensive line coach, leaving, you bring in uh, Chip Lindsey and Randy Clements at the offensive line on the offensive line, and he seems to be a no nonsense, smash mouth. We're going to run the heck out of the ball type dude. I'm sure you probably crossed paths with him before. Yeah, another guy I wouldn't want to tangle with. I mean, he's an ornery sucker, but he's a nice guy. Um, so I, I think I think they they want to put more emphasis on the run game if they can. They have a bunch of backs. Um, they're gonna have to figure out how to use two and maybe a third. They have about five or six guys that can play and have played. So and, and they have a lot of experience on the offensive line. Obviously, left tackle could be a little bit of an issue. Um, you know, they move, they're moving the guy William Barnes, who played right guard the last two years, out to left tackle. So we'll a popular kid, I believe, right? What's that? Uh, a, a Popka kid, I think, we, we, you know, right by me here in, in Florida. You're absolutely from, right. Great from, friends with Ed Montellis, who came out yeah. of Florida down oh, there. Yeah. Um, they're really tight on the UNC offensive line. They've started forever. Um, so, But Drake is so mobile that, you know, you, you know, he might could help you out if, if you're getting beat at left tackle, obviously. So, um, sure. But I think they want to be try to be more physical. Maybe not as pretty as Mac might say. Um and we'll see how that goes. I mean, I do think they have a lot of pieces. I mean, I think the offense could be really, really, really good. Everything we, we heard, everything I read, was that Devontae Walker, the, the Kent State transfer, just hit the ground running and, and is a, a stud. I'm, I'm curious, assuming that's correct, what what are they going to get out of Nate McCollum? Because I, I thought he was a kind of an intriguing player at Georgia Tech with, with some explosiveness to his game. Super intriguing. And if I could tell you about Tez Walker for just a second. Yeah, Please, yeah. I, 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 you know, this guy, you know, he might really just he, – he could explode. Um, I think – I hate to, you know, be hindsight. I think he would if Phil Longo was still calling a place because uh, he's a deep – Tess Walker, he, he – interesting journey. Got hurt in high school as a Charlotte kid, Charlotte, North Carolina kid. Got hurt in high school, ended up going to FCS level at NC Central. Didn't play because of COVID. The FCS, you know, didn't play that one – uh, year during the pandemic, transferred to Kent State, had a nice, nice couple of years at Kent State, really nice game against Georgia at the end of last season. And he has, he looks like he 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 can beat you deep. You know, it's like, you know, you get to go out to practices, you know, which is always fun. We're taking notes like crazy out there on the old legal pad. And you look up and you're like, who is that? Oh, it's Tez Walker beating someone deep. You know, he's always beating somebody deep, seemed like once or twice a practice. And he did it in the spring game. I mean, he can he can move, um, but yeah, Nate McCollum. I mean, it's like if it, it feels 
like overly simple to say, okay, Nate McCollum and Josh Downs are the exact same size, super twitchy. Uh, just plug Nate McCollum in, he'll get 100 catches. <laughs> like, but I think he's going to be good too. Um, you know, they got to a point the last two years with Sam Howell in 2022 and Drake last season. I mean, in 2021 and Drake last season, where, you know, if they needed a first down, it was going to Josh Downs and he could deliver. You know, I mean, he's it, for his size, it was unreal some of the things he was able to do with the attention some of those defenses gave him. Um, so I don't think Nate McCollum is going to be bracketed, um, but I think he, I think he could be a really, really important piece. I mean, like, you know, you kind of have the Mr. Underneath and the Mr. Outside with the two transfers that they got in there. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You, you mentioned the narrative about wanting to be more, more physical, and you know, all, all these coordinators come in. We're being more physical on defense. Right. We're being more aggressive and blitz more, or, hey, we're going to be more disciplined or whatever it is, but... You know, Max teams at Texas in, in, in the latter years certainly did not have a reputation for, for being physical. They kind of reputation for, you know, being a little soft and getting pushed around. And, uh, you know, last year the offensive line numbers for this group were kind of amazing that Drake May played as well as he did but with, with the pressure rate that was allowed and some of the short yardage concerns right. that we had. Like, are, are you – based on what you've seen so far, like, are they looking more physical? Because it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to be it. And, like, I – in my mind, I'm skeptical that North Carolina's going to be more physical. I've only seen one physical team there under Mac, and it was that year they had the two really good backs. I thought they you know, they ran the ball. Was it 2020 or 2019? I'm trying to think it back here. It was 2020. Javante Williams and Michael Carter. Like I thought that team was relatively physical. Uh, since that, they don't look like they're super physical to me. Like, Have you seen a more physical football team? I mean, no. <laughs> like, uh, you know – it's one That's of why we do summer school. We, we look for the honesty. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it, it's, it's, it's easy to say. It's hard to do. Well, they are doing def- different stuff with Randy Clements, like, like in terms of spring practices. Uh, you know, he's got all sorts of contraptions. I don't know. Again, I'm just – I feel so old. I'm about to make a Mr. Miyagi reference. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? You know? Our kids are probably in another room laughing. Um, who the heck is Mr. Miyagi? Uh, <laughs> but he's got all these different contraptions. I mean, like, you know, I mean, he's got he got their ankles chained together. Um, you know, they, I mean, they look like a prison work gang, to be quite honest with you. These uh, these clothesline looking things that they got to get under all the time. Oh, I mean, yeah, the shoots. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm a soft guy who used to play a little basketball back in the day. Um, you know, I mean, it's cool, but uh, – they're definitely working different. I mean, I think it's one of those things time will tell, obviously. I mean, they, they, one thing, you know, the last couple of years, they have not played many people on the offensive line. I mean, they yeah. talk about 
everybody says, you know, we want to play roll to a two deep in and out of there, you know, hockey line change, you know, have two deep at every position. They haven't been too deep on the offensive line. I don't know if that leads to at times getting worn down when you're playing 80 snaps a game, but I, I don't know. That might not be, you know, accurate in terms of it. They got worn down, but um, you know, they could use some more depth. They want another offseason talking point. You know, we need to get more depth. They have some highly recruited younger offensive linemen, Zach Rice, Travion Green, who need to get in there and play some because they will be when all these older guys, these redshirt seniors and these six-year guys. I mean, you got a six-year guy in Corey Gaynor starting at center who's a good player, great leader. Um, but they need to develop some of these younger guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that would be – that would go a long way into sort of ensuring UNC success is to get tougher up there. Yeah, I mean, you got to hand it to Mac. At least he does acknowledge it. He was saying it yesterday, I think it was, that, you know, everybody says we're soft. Everybody says we're not tough. So, um, you know, it would be interesting to see what type of team shows up in the opener against South Carolina in terms of toughness. The third game is against Minnesota. And then the fourth game is against Pitt. And Pitt usually does beat you up on those lines. Yeah. You know, they beat Carolina up pretty badly last season. And Drake may still won the game for him because he was just too good. Um so, yeah, I think that's a concern. It's certainly a talk, talking point around Chapel Hill for the last couple of years. Let's go ahead and switch on over the defense here. Last year there was a lot of uh, excitement about the, the coordinator change. And, <laughs> and you know, I, maybe narrative is that some improvements were made. My, my numbers aren't aren't captured. Bill Connolly stuff, you know, saw them go for 112th to 105th. So, like, not – that's really, like, nothing, basically. Uh, I'm curious. They did – Make a change, or maybe he left on, on his own volition. But uh, no, no more Dre Bly as as the secondary coach. I know he kind of divisive uh, figure there as far as coaching versus recruiting. Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, to say the least. If you talk to some guys that were on that staff and, and had since left, uh, what are they getting out of the new defensive backs coach? Uh, that's kind of a weird question to start the defense with. But to <laughs> me, like uh, the communication and development there was uh, at, at times lacking. I guess uh, you could say. Yeah, I, I think that the development was a huge issue there for the amount of talent that they had at those positions. Um, you know, dudes, dudes who are studs, and you weren't, you know, it wasn't translating to the field. Um, but yeah, when you were when you're sort of doing the intro on the defense, I was thinking to myself, yeah, none of the numbers for the UNC defense last year are great. They kind of got skewed by some, you know shootout type games early on and they just never recover. Um, but yeah, like, so Jason Jones has replaced Dre Bly, uh, as the, as a cornerbacks coach. And that was the thing when, when, when UNC season ended, uh, losing to Oregon at the end, they probably should have beaten them of the holiday bowl. Um, you, this, the, the sense that you got was, okay, there are going to be some changes on this defense. How many changes are going to be? And, and the two, uh, People, the two areas people were most pissed about were defensive front because UNC's sack numbers just were god awful. They were non-existent, honestly. Um, I know you can red talk zone about, too was horrendous. Yeah, you can talk about like short yardage goal line was yeah, uh, not like just the simple. If you go simply pull up the sack numbers, you know, but yet yeah, it's you know it gets worse the more you look at it, honestly. Uh, but yeah, so you know, would there be a change made up front? 
the front seven defensive line type thing, would there be a change made in the secondary, which would just was a mess? Um, you know, you sort of had Tony Grimes, who was a super highly recruited guy. You know, it sounds like he just decided not to play the last couple of games because he was going to be getting in the portal. He since ended up at Texas A&M. Uh, Storm Duck. There are two starting corners, Tony Grimes and Storm, Storm Duck, both, you know, talented dudes. Uh, didn't play the last couple of games. Uh, it was Storm Duck apparently had a concussion, but people believe that he didn't want to risk anything either because he was getting in the portal. So, uh, you know, the thing that, that's going on now is they have a remade secondary. I mean, this is going to be all new thing at corner, all new thing at safety. A couple transfers who have come in. Um, one transfer in particular, in particular, Elijah Huzzy of East hmm. Tennessee State has really turned some heads. Uh, I was thinking they got another guy, Armani Chapman from Virginia from Tech. Tech. Yeah, yeah, solid, solid player, solid ACC player. You know, I, when when they got him out of the portal, they had a pretty good. I would say they had a pretty good portal haul. They had nine, ten guys, and these guys all look like they're going to play. Um, but when Chapman got in there, I was like, okay, well, there's one of your starting corners was what my just first thought, but. And it seems like he does has a, a chance there too. But Huzzy has really turned some heads. He was one of the top interception guys in the FCS. I understand it's the FCS, but he made a lot of plays during the spring, and they really like him. Um, but with the Jason Jones dynamic, you have Charlton Warren back there too, sort of overseeing the defensive backfield. He's Gene Shizik's right hand man. Uh, you know, it's his is Charlton and Gene's defense. You know, they're they're calling the shots, and I think that with the removal of Dre Bly, you know, um, with his exit, which, I mean, it's a tough thing. You know, he was one of Mac's greatest players the first time around. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, polarizing feelings, you know, sort of around Dre Bly. With, he was a great recruiter, uh, always repping the program. You know, he sort of gave it some juice, but, you know, the coaching acumen, it was his first coaching job. Uh, and that was sort of the knock with Dre was that, you know, he, he wasn't developing guys, as you said. So we'll see what happens there. But, you know, it seems to be a pretty good working relationship because Charlton Warren and Jason Jones, the new quarterbacks coach, have a history together. And, you know, it seems like maybe that will just be a little more settled. Maybe there's a lot of volatility yeah. uh, back there. I mean, it, it's it is so hard to get Drake May, right? Like you probably get one in your coaching career maybe it should not be that hard to at north carolina to produce like a top 60 level defense or maybe a top 50 right like defense right i mean 105th after 112th is is ridiculous it's kind of shameful to waste drake may's career like this like i really kind of i'm not even north carolina fan it kind of makes me ticked off that they're just wasting this thing with with an incompetent you know defensive coaching job the last couple years Get the front seat if you need to. Get yeah, mad. man. Like this, this is, is a like, safe come place, on, man. Like I want to see I mean, Drake May in the play over there. By the way, the whole setup looks wonderful. I, mean, I appreciate that. You, I, uh, I strongly debated the the hat no hat. I have a crazy sunburn. I think I've overestimated how much hair I have and underestimated how much forehead I have. And I was out there at the lead eleven in Cali, and uh, was, your hair I, looks excellent. I'm I, struggling in the hair department. I'm I had the quarter zip on. I have. Man, the quarter zip on, and like you don't feel like you're getting sunburned because it's nice, nice weather, nice breezy. And I, I got home, my wife's like, "You miss a little spot there." And I, I've got like a maybe a three quarter inch band that's just peeling like crazy. Just tell so. her it'll even out. It's gonna yeah. even out, right? It'll, it'll work its way in there. Nice base. Oh man, so I, I had to look nice for for the for the inside Carolina folks. So you guys <laughs> have an awesome operation over there. Let me ask you about this this front seven because like last year I was of the opinion let's let's write off twenty twenty one. 
Maybe there's some chance this unit grows right. up. There is a lot of talent there. They didn't really grow up. Almost all the numbers that you can point to, like short yardage, goal line, you know, tackling, like anything you can point to that is sort of like a physicality thing, they were pretty bottom of the barrel in, which is kind of why I asked you the, the physicality yeah. aspect on, on the other side of the ball as well. But everybody who played 200 snaps last year in the front seven returns. And Tamari Fox, who I thought last year was kind of an important loss, maybe you disagree with that. I, I mean, like, not that he's amazing, he but like I thought he was, had some talent level to him. He's back, right? And he played in 21 and played all right. So is this the year this group takes a step forward or some kind of step forward? Because it, it's got to be a little bit better, I hope. Shameless plug, if you don't mind, bud. I sat down with Tamari Fox for 90 minutes the other day. There you go. And, whew. I wasn't sure where we we're going to go with this because he missed. He missed last year. Was suspended by the NCAA for uh, uh, PEDs. Um, and it's uh, if it, you know how it is, the material is very good. If I can just write it properly, <laughs> it'll turn out pretty decently. It was very. It was a fantastic conversation. And I, you know how it is when you go into an interview. You're not sure where the thing's going to go. You don't want to make the dude mad. But right. you, you know you want to get you know you want to get some bang for your buck here. You want to make it worthwhile. Tomorrow was was great. We ended up I'm, I'm rambling on. We ended up no. uh, doing a photo shoot with him with his motorcycle. He drove the thing onto the Keenan Stadium field. Now, is he like a Harley like, guy or, or or is he a, 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 like a racing bike type guy? It's it no no. It's like an old school like cruising type. Oh okay. You know uh, like it is not well it's not a cross rocket. You know not <laughs> yeah, not not one of those no. Uh, it was, you know, you turned some probably easy listening on or something. And, um, but I keep, I can't wait to hear what Mac has to say about this when he sees the photos because we did drive the motorcycle onto the football field. Hopefully we don't get in trouble for this. The photos turned out great. But I mean, Wake Forest does it all the time. Hey, you're right. You're yeah. right. Great. Excellent teamwork there. You're right. Right. I mean, it's field turf. It can't hurt. Right. Um, that's a great point. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. You know, they haven't lost anybody. I mean, they did lose Ray Vahasic to the NFL draft, seventh-round pick, but they have a lot of dudes uh, back, and they have Tamari back. And, um, you know, they have two really good linebackers in Cedric Gray and Power Eccles when you're talking front seven. Um, now, they put so many – I think it was – yeah, I think I've got the stat right. Cedric Gray played more snaps than any ACC defender since 2018 last year. I mean, it's they put a ton of snaps on it, those two guys at, at linebacker. And they got a ton of production. Cedric Gray led the ACC in tackles. Um, so it's year two of Gene Chizik. Uh, you know, you would think they would have a better deployment. I don't know if that's the even right way to say it, but a better setup to sort of get some more production out of these guys because they were not productive. Um you know, it was not a productive in terms of pressure in the passer. And, and you, you said it's short down, short yardage, creating turnovers, you know, like just some of the things you need to do as a defense. Um, but they should be, you know, they should have plenty of guys to turn to on the defensive line to sort of roll in and out of there. And, you know, you got two linebackers who are good players, you know, they're good players, at least, you know, it, if they can hold up. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they need it. Like, like you're alluding to with Drake. I mean, they need, you know, this is one of those, I don't want to say like prove it or lose it or put up or shut up or one of those situations. But, you know, we've asked Gene, we've asked Gene some tougher questions lately in the spring. And, you know, he sort of, 
you know, I, I think he agrees that, you know, they need to take a, a big step forward defensively. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I mean, if he did not agree that 105th in defense is right. unacceptable, I, I, that's kind of a, what are we doing here in a moment. I, I want to ask you about uh, Keyshawn Silver. So defensive lineman that transferred out to Kentucky, and I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. So Kentucky seems to be pretty excited about him. Like, did you see flashes in practice and yet he wasn't starting? So like, should we read in that in a positive way about what Carolina has c- coming back? You know, see what I'm saying? I'm looking for reasons to be positive here about this defensive front. And like Stoops does a good job defensively at Kentucky and they pump out D Lyman pretty well. If he wasn't getting on the field a lot, maybe that it does mean some of these young guys are going to take a step. Like who aren't really young anymore, guy, five star Keyshawn Silver, five star guy, North Carolina guy, super highly rated. Now he it what we always heard was there was a weight issue with Keyshawn. He had an injury early on and gained some weight, and his weight never got back. And before he transferred, we reported that they were asking him to move the offensive line. Wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, think about that. Uh, so, yeah, that's what our in, that's what our intel that's what we reported. He, it. he has uh, that kind of build to him, you know. You know, I mean. So, and he didn't want to do that. And I can't say that I, I blame him, but um, yeah, it, with him was, he just never could get on the field and, you know, he never could get on the field. And uh, there's some older guys that are big and super strong down there. Miles Murphy, Kevin Hester Jr. Um, and then you have Travis Shaw, you know, who sort of was yeah. um, in the same mold of Keyshawn, but he got on the field as a, as a true freshman. He, Travis Shaw, five-star guy out of Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, and he seems to like he's making the steps to sort of come, come on, and he's got all the tools. So with Keyshawn, you know, that was one of those guys where you know I got the depth chart here, and you're always like, why is he third? You know, like because they get three deep in some positions, but first off the bus, third on the depth chart. Yeah, yeah, and but he's just one of those guys. You know, they're at, at linebacker. They had Rod Rod Dilworth, who was a super highly recruited guy, North Carolina guy. You know, these one of these huge recruiting wins, and he never sort of panned out at linebackers. Always, is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? Um, you know, he was a tweener, light for linebacker, and uh, he could fly. But he, you know, he's another one of those that panned out. You put Tony Grimes in that category because Tony Grimes was going to be this, you know, generational cornerback out of the Tidewater. Carolina, you know, UNC owns the Tidewater region again, you know, that type of thing. Right. Um, so, yeah. See, like, I, I mean, as a recruiting guy, I hate to see the bus. I'm like, is it us? 
or are they just not developing players? You know, what I mean, it's like I, got, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll see how the rest of these guys, you know, turn out. It'd be hard for this defense to be worse, though. Like, like it. it yes. <laughs> like, and I don't mean that in a sarcastic way, but if you're doing projections, this is one of the teams that bugs me quite a bit. Like this team, Texas A&M, to some extent Miami, but it was year one last year. Like, I, you look at the talent score you give them, and then you look at some of the other factors. You're like, just regression to them, like positive regression to the mean defensively should yield good results for them. And if they can get through, you know, that early schedule where They'll probably be favored in all four games, but it's also not not guaranteed wins. And the app should be should be a guaranteed win. If they, you would if they think. mess around with app again, they got problems. But uh, after that, like the rest of the schedule is more manageable. I, I don't think Virginia is any good at all. Uh, Georgia Tech is rebuilding. Campbell, get Duke at home at Clemson's a toughie, obviously, and NC State on the road. We'll see. But I mean, it's a team that could win. Eight nine ball games, I think, unless I'm way off here, it, and maybe have a shot to play for it, without a doubt. And and like you know, if you get through those first three or four, yeah, then you could be set up to sort of really roll into the last three because yeah, I think Duke will be good, um, you know, relatively speaking. And I think the last three, what is it? Is is Duke, NC State, Clemson? Is that right? Did, did they finish? Yeah, Duke, Duke, NC State, Clemson. Yep. Yeah, and like I mean, those last three. <laughs> you know, we could be, it could be a November to remember. Haven't used that one before. Um, <laughs> you know, we could be, you know, it could, it could get pretty interesting, but it's going to be, it's, it's, you know, they're going to have to get out of the gates good here. Um, you know, I think that first ACC game against Pitt, you know, it's, it, I think that's, you know, when, when September ends, I have a really good notion about what Carolina's going to have. And yeah, I mean, they, they, I'll be interested to see what Florida State is. Did, are you, where are you on the Florida State sort of? Cause I think UNC fans are, this is a, interesting, yeah. where are you on the Florida State hype train? Are you all aboard that? I'm not saying it's not warranted. I'm, but. I'm buying for the ACC. Uh, I'm selling for like national championship good. Uh, they, they don't quite hit the blue chip ratio. They could have done a nice job in the transfer portal. Uh, and they have done, uh, when you look at this recently, the teams that are winning the national title have seven first-round draft picks on average in their two deep. I don't think Florida State has half that, but I think they have a ton of guys who are like fifth, sixth, seventh, or priority free agent, and including some guys who might not even start. Like they've done a really good job rebuilding the depth at almost all of the positions. So I, if Jordan Travis stays healthy, I would be surprised if they lose more than one or two ACC games. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Um, yeah. But they don't play North Carolina, obviously. So, like, they're, they're, there's no tiebreaker to be figured out there. I, I mean, I think it's four teams for this league, right? It's Clemson, Florida State, Carolina, and because of the schedule, Louisville. Like, there is some situation in which Louisville which doesn't play basically any of these guys, yeah. sneaks in, and, and the rest of the ACC is just ticked off like crazy. But they'll get theirs next year when, uh, when the schedule flips and they don't get right. to play, like, the whole state of Virginia and everybody else, you know, that, that, that type of stuff. But, and UNC does not to cut you off. Sorry to drop a no, 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 no. on you, by the way. <laughs> no, like, I, I, I think it makes the show fun. Man. Um, but, but, you know, I was thinking about what you're talking about with the depth that FSU is, has built. And, you know, one of those UNC has an FSU trainer, Amari Gaynor guy's been a long, around a long time. Amari Ferrari, as we all know him. Uh, obviously we have asked him about that. They don't call me Ferrari. If I was, they wouldn't call me Ferrari if I was slow, I think was the quote. <laughs> I used for the first time we got. He's a great dude. Seems like yeah, super fun guy. Yeah. 
So he he could be a contributor. You know, he it, it, that he's one of those guys that are looking to sort of, you know, turn loose and try to help some of these pressure numbers and stuff. I think that's the key with him, honestly. Like I I, I would I would blitz him or 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 let him chase. I, I I the diagnosis stuff didn't seem to click quite a lot, but I think I think if you were using him to to you know just pressure, I, I think that that makes some sense. Yeah, his build is interesting. Like yeah, yeah he's he's looks amazing <laughs> obviously yeah. but then like you know he's kind of skinny through the legs and stuff you know he's not you know i don't know if he looks like a foot from the waist up he looks like a football player but you know the the waist down looks like a track guy you know what I yeah mean? Or like, like a basketball guy yeah, yeah. exactly um, totally yeah i didn't mean to be breaking down armani gainer's body but uh no you know, it's i mean it's if he's thick. a piece that can help yeah you know, like that, that'll thick. be i'm gonna get you out here on this one i i, I mean we We've gone a little bit long, but I've enjoyed it. So this has I, been I, have I, I, I hope the fans at home have uh, have enjoyed it. I'm glad we try, didn't try to fit this in that one day. It, it, it would have been a bit too compressed, you know? That um, was – yeah, I appreciate you working with me on that too. No, I, I – I, shoot, I appreciate all 75 of our team sites making make time for us. It, it really makes for, for an awesome summer series. Two-part question. Like, how long do you think Mac is going to coach? And is it sort of understood inside – Carolina circles that there's a successor already named. Like I had heard craziness that Gene Chizik was going to be like taking over, which I assume is not true given the 105th rated defense. But is that <laughs> like is that not like I assume that's nonsense and just a rumor that you know you see on on Twitter and whatnot. But is there kind of an understanding amongst Carolina circles what's likely to happen here? Well, it's it's. I- I, I mean, I don't think that's nonsense in that it makes some sense in okay. terms of, of Gene as, you know, um, the th- I don't know if this works or not, but I have, you know, I have a lot of material that doesn't work, but, you know, I've called it the Max Session Plan. Succession, <laughs> Max Session. Okay, know. there we go. I mean, it obviously didn't work before. Uh, what was it? Will Muschamp, I guess, was the first Max Session Plan years ago now. Yeah. Um, everything that, you know, Everything that we have tried to dig up and we've been working on, there doesn't appear to be a max succession plan in place. Now, there very well may be, but no one has been willing to tell us that there is, including the guy who's runs the athletic department, Bubba Cunningham. He's, I actually asked him the other day. I had a chance to have lunch with him, and um, he that's what he said. He said it didn't work the first time. I have talked to Mac about it, and so there is no Mac. I hit Bubba with that max session. Uh, <laughs> but oh, do you, you want to go re- you want to go real deep on this so a guy that mac brown coached for bobby bowden was i don't think he was in favor of a mac session style plan but jimbo was the coach in waiting there for three years before right. Bowden left so at least he's he knows somebody uh you know who had been around it right exactly oh i remember those days i remember those days uh yeah i mean well i'm not answering your question about how much longer mac has i just this one is a tough call for me because maybe I'm too, maybe I'm, maybe I believe him too much because I, we ask him all, I ask him all the time. You know, if, if, if there's a chance to ask him, I, I, I trade it's like, okay, Matt, come on. You know, um, he made a, he made a joke the other day that, that he made a joke yesterday that, you know, if he was thinking about retiring, he wouldn't have been on Father's Day. He wouldn't have been meeting with class of 2026 guys on unofficial visits. You know, like, why would I be doing that if I was going to get out of here? Is, you know, I'm like, well, you make a good point, Matt. That is a good but, point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's when you when you sort of uh, 
when you set it up that way, Father's Day, 2026 unofficial. Um, the man is 71 years old. He turned 72 in August. Um, you know, they always he he always gets an extension. You know, the contract always moves to where it's always a five year deal. Um, I don't know how much longer he has left. He seems to want to keep doing it. I the sense that I always get from him, and again, maybe I'm easily led, is that he would be bored doing not doing it. You know, I think he would love to be like the czar of college football if you could have a position like that. He loves, you know, when they have a bye week, and I mean, he it's hilarious to hear him come back in on Monday after the bye week because he'll sit there and tell you, like, he will watch games from noon to midnight. He will tell you, I mean, he'll watch every game. He'll talk about some decision on third and eight, you know, like everything, noon to midnight. If we get if we get Mac and Saban to both retire and be like Kozars college football, like like Saban has been so grumpy lately, right? And Mac <laughs> is Mac, Mac is just such a nice, you know, kind of bubbly personality typically. Like maybe they could balance set her out. Like that'd be great. Mac has lost 35 pounds, bud. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's he and he wants he wants to lose 15 more, he says. Um and he's, I mean, he's really, he's really stuck to this. You know, he's, he was always kind of uh, being very self-deprecating about his weight the last couple of years. He's always called himself a nervous eater. Uh, you know, like, like, I love to see, I mean, he's just a regular dude. I love to snack. He's, you know, if I see some M&Ms, hard to turn them down. Big diet peach tea Snapple guy. Hmm. Um, always sipping from that diet peach tea Snapple. But he's lost 35 pounds. He's, he claims that he's in the best shape he's been in in 20 years. I, you know, he seems to be feeling good. Um, now, if you're a UNC fan, your fear is that, you know, he Mac leaves. Or maybe you don't want Mac around. That your, your thought is that Mac could leave with Drake May. It's sort of a natural thing. You know, you get Drake out of there. You know, you, you had Sam Howell. You have Drake May. You're not going to do much better than these dudes at UNC. Um and, you know, that he would sort of ride off into the sunset. But he claims that's not what he wants to do, that, that he wants to keep going and as long as he can. His, his wife, Sally, is super involved in everything over there. If you are over at the football center in Chapel Hill, you see Sally Brown. I mean, they go to lunch every day. Like, she is, you know, she's the first lady of UNC football. You know, she is there for all the recruiting visits. I mean, they are both feet into the thing. Um, so, I don't. You know, we haven't been able to determine if there's a max succession plan. All the key players say there is not. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it'd be crazy not to have somebody in mind, wouldn't you, if you're the athletic director, Bubba Cunningham? Well, I guess that there's – having a list of guys uh, – we get asked like, – I know we have a lot of coaches that watch this show, and we, we run into a lot of them when I'm out doing recruiting camps, all these mega camps and stuff. And Carolina's job gets brought up, like, you think Carolina could open? Like it's Carolina, I think, is a if you're not in the coaching game or if you're not talking to these coaches elsewhere, I don't think people realize like how highly thought of Carolina is as a job. So a lot of a lot of stuff to sell there. If, if you know, I, I don't think they have any any shortage of suitors if, if and when you know Mac ever does decide uh, to hang it up. Well, that's the thing, too. I just it, I think it could be anyone, too. Yeah. Like exactly. you, you know what I mean? Like it's just you know, just trying to think about a coaching search. Like, I'm like, I don't even know where you would start, really. Um, you know, a little different than basketball where, you know, it's coming from the Dean Smith tree. Exactly right. Adam, I really appreciate it. This is a fun time today, and we'll uh, give a shout-out to all our Inside Carolina listeners. Everybody, if you're on YouTube, hit the uh, – I got to actually – well, 
See, I can't can point over there because like you're 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 over there now. Can, can you just point to the bottom there and and, and point to that QR code? Yep, there you go. Okay, but we, r- r- roughly there is probably where Jordan will drop it in. Yeah, QR code. Boom. Check it inside Carolina. You guys do a fantastic job. I mean, I, I have Chip Patterson do it, bud. I mean, come on. Do we yeah, we need to. I mean, get him going. The guy is aging great, by the way. I mean, isn't he just a? Dude, how, how does like the hair is just perfect. He's just. I mean, he's like a like a news anchor just aging right before our eyes and like, so res- just, uh, just he, so respected. He, cor- oh, he cor- I mean, he corrals so me, and, me and Fernelli and Cannell uh, all, all the time. He's like, all right, we, we do need some show topics for <laughs> We can't just wait. <laughs> we can't wing the whole hour, you know, like let's, let's go. No, it, he's, he's a blast. Will you be at a AC media day? Will I will. Right. Yeah. UNC's well, the last day, but I think I'm going to be there the first day too. Are you in for the whole Three days. It's a three. I day. am because I, I I get to run by and, and see a lot, a lot of our, our team side contributors from, from yeah. various nights. So it'll be a good time. I will flag awesome. you down. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 